Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Good morning, Vietnam! Welcome to the jungle, baby. Welcome to the jungle. Welcome to Two Dudes Movie Reviews. Mama, the meatloaf! You see what happens, Larry? How to get burned! How to get burned! How to get burned! They've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works. Every time. I am loving this. You are tearing me apart, Lisa! Come with me if you want to live. Gentlemen, you have my curiosity, but now you have my attention. Now, here's your hosts, Sky and Colin. Here's Johnny! Hey, monster lovers. You're listening to Two Dudes Monster Reviews with Sky. And Colin? And I love you. <laughs> oh, I love you too, buddy. <laughs> You're a monster. <laughs> You're a nasty monster. Ooh, ooh, you a nasty monster. <laughs> Daddy's a nasty monster. Oh, no. Ooh, ooh Daddy, this monster is getting nasty. <laughs> this monster's getting nasty. Oh, Nesty, nice. <laughs> yeah. Nice call. <laughs> Nesty, Nesquick. Nesquick. And now we're just doing word association. Yeah, exactly. We are staking our claim as the dumbest movie review podcast of all time. <laughs> this ends here. One episode? <laughs> they just did word association for like 15 minutes. Yeah. You want to know if I'm 60 fact, minutes? I've- I've never had Nesquik before. I've always been a Yoohoo, dude. Wow. Yoohoo's not even milk. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but it's good. It's chocolate drink. It is? Yeah, I think that's what it says on the bottle, right? Yeah. Yeah, they literally, like, milk is not in the ingredients. (laughs) (laughs) Which is crazy to think about. Chocolate drink. (laughs) Chocolate fluid. Oh, God. (laughs) Y'all want some of that cocoa liquid? <laughs> cocoa liquid. <laughs> cocoa juice. Cocoa juice. Yeah, you got to squeeze. That's what you get when you uh, you milk a chocolate bar. Actually, you can't even because there's milk in chocolate. That's the thing. Yeah. How do you do that? How did you get it? How do you get the chocolate? How do they make it a chocolate drink? without? I guess there's not milk in all chocolate. You do like dark chocolate, like straight up cocoa. Mm-hmm. You just get like a cocoa bean and you milk it. I was kidding before when I said we're the dumbest podcast, but now I think we are actually like the dumbest <laughs> movie podcast of all time. <laughs> we're like figuring out you who. Yeah. We, I Two feel like we in. came so far. Earlier <laughs> well, in the year, we, were, we got really stuck on the Chuck E. Cheese talk. And mm-hmm. I was like, I wasn't sure we were ever going to get past it. And we did. And I was like, okay, good. Now maybe people will see us as like credible critics and maybe we can be honored in the community or something like that nope yeah nope we went we went the other way we we made it worse no no one will honor us <laughs> no <laughs> when, why won't anybody roast me <laughs> when uh when one day we finally meet like a, a ton of swampies they they better bow <laughs> oh man <laughs> that is a must listen listen My to leash. me <laughs> <laughs> Listen to me, my lord. 
We are not worthy. <laughs> I dub thee Sir Sticky. <laughs> Sir Sticky Swampy. Oh, man, we should. Oh, my God. We should knight some swampies. That would be a dream is for us to not only get out of the other side of this pandemic and be able to, like, go back to the movies and have, like, public gatherings of X amount of people and stuff. Like, that would obviously be a huge win for humanity. Mm-hmm. But especially for us. Oh, because yeah. then we could we could take this show on the road. We could do, like, a tour of, like, different interesting movie theaters, like, independent movie theaters, and we can tour the country hosting two dudes movie nights, meeting oh, the swampies. Awesome. Mm-hmm. That'd be great. And then you make them fucking bow down and kiss our fucking feet because that's what we deserve. <laughs> we deserve your servitude. <laughs> we provide you free content. I don't like kisses on the feet. I like licks between the toes. <laughs> oh, you're one of those, huh? You're one of those kings. <laughs> you are really embracing Florida. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> that's you're a- just living the life. That was the first, I was like, you know what, like, show me something that, you know, is, is custom here. <laughs> and then things got wet. <laughs> things things got real wet between the toes, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Wet between the toes sounds like, sounds like one of those things where it's like, uh, like, oh, that'll put hair on your chest. I think it's like wet behind the ears means that like, you're like still new in something, like you're a rookie or something, or maybe it means the opposite. I don't know. I don't know phrases. Yeah. A little but like wet between the toes sounds like something different. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, how, have, how have you been though? <laughs> to get off the wet toes. <laughs> well, honestly, you ask how I've been. It's not that different from the wet toes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've been sticking my feet into some, um, to a lot of random bathtubs. I've also been posting up on the two dudes only fans just like videos of me like stepping in jelly and stuff oh i see how i was trying to figure out like oh what what's he been doing like i don't know what we need to catch oh he's i've been not putting my foot in some asses (laughs) been kicking ass and taking names no uh i have been great i have been uh just kicking it the summer season has slowed way the hell down it's obviously autumn now mm-hmm. but like in terms of the uh in terms of pool work cool pool work that obviously slows down when it gets colder out so like mm-hmm. i've been having some some extra days off here and there just been uh keeping it low key spending time with my boy my boys nice. yeah i saw some cool pictures actually today on instagram yeah i never post pictures of him on instagram but you can't see his face because corona mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Not because he has, he didn't lose his face to Corona. He wears a mask because you, you should when you're outside. Yes, obviously. I don't think losing your face is a symptom. <laughs> We're going to get flagged by the CDC for making up fake symptoms. <laughs> like, come on, man. <laughs> don't lose your face. <laughs> I don't know, man. You might. I haven't it's had like it. Ring. So <laughs> I don't know. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. The ring wow. might come up. It Maybe. won't. No. It won't. No. It definitely won't. <laughs> it did It did on our last bracket, and that's probably the last time we're going to talk about it. Yeah, so so suck on that, Swampies. Hope you don't like the ring, because it's never coming back. Unless they make another ring sequel, and we have to watch it, which is always possible. It goes ring, ring two, 
rings, more rings. That's it's gonna be more rings. Man, I haven't seen that many rings since we saw Sonic the Hedgehog. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog might be a runner-up for Best Picture this year. Who knows? It, it could be. Could be a runner-up. Oh, wow. Shit, bro. <laughs> More Rings is not going to be the stupidest title for a movie that we're going to mention today. We'll, we'll get to it later. Oh, okay, very right cool. But yeah, how have you been, sir? I've been good. I actually think, granted, it's, it's up to you. But I'm coming back to New York soon for like a week and a half. Oh. So we'll probably be oh, recording oh. soon together. It'll be cool. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> I don't know what Very that nice. is. Um, Wait, when, are you coming back for Thanksgiving? Yeah, but I'm coming back the week before Thanksgiving. So I'm going to be back. And then I leave on Black Friday. So I'll be back for like uh, like 10 days. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. But I, I'm, I've been good though. Picked up the new Xbox today. <sighs> oh, that's why I haven't heard from you. <laughs> I actually... I. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I did play today, but I didn't I didn't play as much as I thought I would be because everybody was trying to get on to the games at the same time. So, like, I went on Destiny, and mm-hmm. there were so many people, the servers are crashing, and they eventually started a line to get into the game. So if you went on Destiny today, it was like, you are 14,000th in line. Nice. <laughs> so I played. Sounds the, fun. Console's really, really cool. I'm going to try and get the PlayStation on Thursday. So It's already out that fast? Yeah, PlayStation comes out Thursday, two days from now. That's crazy, man. I ain't got none of that coming to me. Not a not a single one. I usually don't buy the new consoles right away. I, I wait like at least a year. Honestly, like there's there's some game like for the PlayStation, if I get it at launch, I'll play the new Spider Man game and the new little big planet game. Looks cool. I think there's like a new Ratchet and Clank coming out eventually, but like there's only like two games I'd play at launch. For the Xbox, I didn't even buy a game at launch. Like, all the games that I want. Like, Cyberpunk comes out next month, and then Halo comes out whenever the fuck. But uh, they've partnered up with some games. So, like, um, Destiny's uh, got, like, a special, like, enhanced version for the new Xbox. So I'm, I'm playing the new Destiny. They, they just put out a new planet and a bunch of shit. So I'm playing Destiny and stuff. But, yeah, this is the first time that I bought a new console and didn't buy a game on day one. Nice. Good for you. You're growing up. <laughs> You know, you mentioned uh, you mentioned theaters and stuff. I, I actually went back to the movies like uh, a few days ago. Ugh, what'd you see? Uh, I saw Let Him Go. It was a double deuce movie with Kevin Costner and Diane Lang. Oh, I think I saw something for that. I think it might be playing at the drive-in still. I'll get. I'll really quick review. I guess on this, really not really a review. I'm just gonna say it's. It was pretty good. Like it was. I'd be surprised if it's top 10 this year, which I guess when you've only watched like 50 movies for the year or whatever it is, it's not a lot, but I enjoyed it. It was a solid movie. There's some stuff I want to tell you about their major spoilers, so I, I won't tell you, but this one woman in the theater had the the weirdest cry ever. Well, like, it was a crying movie? No. <laughs> oh, that's why it was so weird. Well, weird on multiple fronts. Okay, like so there's a part that gets like sad-ish, like not like it's not something that I would be like, I didn't think it would make anyone cry, but this one woman in the theater, it started off as, as the sniffles. Like, so you hear in the theater, just the, uh, like that, you mm-hmm. know, but then it came, it, it turned into big, like snot sucking sniffles. 
And then it turned into, and this is why I lost it, because I, I was eventually, I was just like, what the fuck are you doing? But it turned into like, it sounded like she was crying, but trying to pull herself into composure. So she was just like, that's amazing. And when you're in a theater with only like five other people, it's like, you know exactly who's doing it. Yeah. You're all spread out. It's like, yeah, it can only come from one spot. Was she there by herself? No, she was there with someone else. Oh, was the other person crying too? Or were they just like, pull yourself together? I don't, I don't know. It was funny though, because I was on my way to the theater and this like older guy in like a beat up convertible was in front of me and we were waiting at a light and he was getting like pissed off at the car in front of him for not making a right while there was traffic coming. Like he was like throwing his hands up in the air and shit. And I just looked mm-hmm. at him and where this theater is, it's a, it's a mall. So like he could have been going anywhere, but I, I looked at him and I was like, this man looks like the type of guy who would go see this Kevin Costner movie. Like I just have a feeling. And then we both walked into the theater at the same time. I already had my ticket on my phone, but he went to go buy the ticket and he came in and, and he said to like the, like the lady at the concessions or whatever, he's like, please tell me that I could still get a ticket for, t- let him go. And I was just like, Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that guy like was but sitting. Yeah, like, dude, there's 25 minutes of fucking previews. You're fine. <laughs> Actually, there's not this theater that it's the same one, the Epic Theater. They only play like five minutes of previews. Well, it's probably because there are no trailers. Yeah. Hence why we're not doing a trailer park today. <laughs> That's one reason why. Yeah. Now, I will say this. Uh, we're stupid for a lot of reasons, but especially because we literally just did the trailer for um, Monster Hunter. Oh, and now I know. we're doing. We're doing a movie called Love and Monsters. Why yeah. didn't we save it for this? Poor planning. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's the answer. That's 100% the answer. Because we didn't know we were doing this movie for this week's episode. Yeah, that was... Our schedule took a took a beating when, when all mo- theaters are... All studios decided they don't want to have a movie play in a theater ever again. So... Um, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, like Free Guy got pushed back. And it, like three weeks ago, Ryan Reynolds was like, free guy will not get pushed back. <laughs> and then it got pushed back. Like, God damn Maybe it. that was the joke all, all along. Maybe maybe he knew. But I, I actually texted you the other day. Christopher Nolan made me so happy. And I, oh, I told yeah. You, I read his comments. Yeah. I, you know, I, I told you what he said. But just for any Swampy that hasn't, uh, hasn't heard, the, the whole narrative behind Tenet is basically just that Tenet was a flop. And everyone's like, oh, Tenet, like wasn't a financial success. It couldn't save the the movies and this and that. And then it made $350 million. And uh, they asked Christopher Nolan about it. And he was like, yeah, I'm super stoked my movie made $350 million in a pandemic. And he was like, what I don't get is like why studios aren't looking at the money it made and what good happened from Tenet being in theaters rather than fixating on how much money it could have made if there wasn't a pandemic. And he was basically just like, they should just put their fucking movies out. (laughs) I was like, hell yeah. This is why I love you, man. That's a hundred percent the right answer though, because that's the biggest problem is it's greed. It's the movie companies, these studios, they want the money they would have received at a hundred percent capacity with all things normal, but things aren't normal anymore. And if you want the industry to, to survive this, you have to take a hit. 
and it's not even that big of a hit because they'll they can still make money. Mm-hmm. Like how much money are they making not releasing it at all? Yeah, I I don't know, and I wonder this too. It because there's some movies that are just gonna end up going VOD and stuff like that, and maybe they'll make more money that way. I don't know, but I feel like a lot of movies are getting pushed back, and when they come out, if things start coming out at the same time, it might be saturated. Like I don't, you know, it's too early to tell what yeah. things are gonna be like. But if it's saturated, and you're a movie like. If you're a run-of-the-mill movie, something like that's middling, I guess, you might not make any money. Yeah. You know? There's going to be no artisan films. AMC is only going to have the blockbusters. That's the thing, too. It's like, this is going to have a ripple effect because you're not releasing anything, and then it's just like, well, we pushed this back to January. Now everything that was slated for January 2021 has to get pushed back, but then what are you going to be competing with? Like Every single one of these movies is going to be piled up on top of each other. Mm-hmm. We lost an entire year of MCU movies. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we lost a we lost a whole year of of just film in general. <laughs> like, yeah, it sucks. Th- this movie was actually you know on the reverse. This movie was supposed to come out next year. Really? Yeah, and then they decided you know like well we'll just we'll put it out on VOD. Like during there's no movies out. I don't know if they weren't like confident in it, and we'll we'll talk about the movie and everything later. But um, yeah, they they put it out in VOD. This movie has been in production since 2012, and. Uh, but it's it's Paramount. Whoa. It's a it's a yeah. It's Paramount though. It's a big big studio, and they they had it, and they were going to release it in theaters next year, and they decided let's just. I think they were testing the waters of VOD. Honestly, I think that's what they were doing. Yeah, interesting. Good to know. Well, there's not a lot of movies out right now. There's not a lot of movies coming out, but there's a lot of movies that we love, and there's not a lot of ideas for episodes left for this month. Pretty much. Yeah, but we had an idea. Hopefully, you we, guys like brackets. <laughs> lots and yeah, lots of brackets. Because <laughs> we're doing them again. We did one for Halloween, the end of last month, which makes sense because that's the first bracket we ever did was last year's Halloween episode. So it's been a full year of brackets, and now it looks like you're just going to get one every other week. <laughs> kind of true. That being said, I am I'm really looking forward to this. This is we're doing something a little bit different. And I think we've said before, like when we started doing these brackets, like, oh, the idea is that it's like a March Madness type deal, like movies going up against each other. But the way we're doing this, I think is really cool. And I was thinking about this today. If people like this idea, maybe actually in March, when March Madness is happening, we should do this again on a bigger scale. And if any fans or Swampies are interested in being involved, uh, let us know because we're going to explain the rules, but I think this is definitely something where we could have like eight people bring eight movies to the table. And we could draft our teams and do stuff like that. And that'd be awesome. Yeah. And then maybe do a prize if a swampy wins or something like that. But I think that would be really cool. Like I was thinking about, I'm like, yeah. we could actually make this a pretty cool thing other than just me and you doing it. But yeah, we're doing essentially a two dudes jack off to our favorite movies bracket. <laughs> See, I was calling it the two dudes choice, but yeah, it pretty much just is. These are the movies that we beat our dicks to on the regs. Yeah. So, you know, there's a, there's some loose guidelines for this. Basically, we wanted to do movies that we like a lot that we talk about on the show, but we never had the opportunity to ever do a review on it. But we also didn't want to do the movies that are like classics that have been reviewed like a million times. And I think there's some movies in this that are like definitely mainstream bigger but i think in general we tried to keep it to some movies that 
maybe amongst film lovers, they're really popular, but maybe amongst the mainstream, they maybe flew under some people's radars. And yeah. we want to shed light on some good stuff. So what we've done is Sky's brought 30 movies to the table. I've brought 30 movies to the table. We're each going to draft essentially a team of 16 movies. And then in the bracket, we're going to seed them. And then there's going to be a point system based on if your movies win matchups, you'll get points. And then either me or Sky will win. I don't know if we really care too much about that part, but for you I and do. other people, okay, he cares. <laughs> but if we I care do, a lot. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> but yeah, and if, I mean, if we do this with other people, maybe we can make it like a t-shirt or a prize or something like that. So if people are interested, definitely hit us up on Instagram. Let us know that they would be down, you know, in March to do something like this. Um, but yeah, ready to get going? Yeah, let me pull up our list. 60 movies. There's a lot. I don't, I don't know if we even need to tell the Swampies all 60 or if you want to just rifle down the list. Yeah, I think I'll just rifle down real quick because it's a lot. We don't need to talk about all of them. Only, basically only half of them are getting chosen. But I like I like the variety. We, I think we we both have similar tastes. It was actually funny when you sent me your list. I was basically done with my list. And like 15 of the movies that were on your list were also on mine. So I took them off and then I put other stuff on. But we have very similar tastes. But there's a good variety in here, I think. You can steal from my list if you have to. Yeah. That's the point of the. That's the point of the. Uh, the thing. The whatchamacallit. The whatchamacallit. The friggin' uh, draft. That's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, there was there was a few that that you had on your list that I was like, oh, that's a really good pick. So, uh, but going oh, down. Oh, cool. Wait, I saw you. I saw you click up and down. Oh, really? I have the. I have the Google. <laughs> yeah, I can see you doing that. That's, oh, that's, that's cool. weird, man. <laughs> Yeah, so we, we're sharing a Google Doc, I guess, if people want to know what the fuck we're talking about. <laughs> but Oh, I can see you talk, clicking out. Damn, you're red. Yeah. Well, that's cool. But uh, just going down. <laughs> going down. We have, it, we have it sorted right now from highest Rotten Tomato score down to lowest. So that's it. Nice. scroll down to number 62? <laughs> yeah, I see 62. <laughs> I wrote, right. fuck you, bitch. <laughs> I'm winning the <this> shit. <laughs> but uh, starting off, LA Confidential, that's one that Sky brought to the table. The Big Sick, that's one that Sky brought to the table. Spirit Away, that's also Sky. Her, that was you. Uh, Nightcrawler, I brought that one. Arrival, that was on your list. Winner's Bone, that was on your list. Young Frankenstein, that was on your list. Whiplash was on your list. Blind Spotting was on my list. Snowpiercer was on my list. The Host was on yours. Revenge was on mine. Ex Machina was on yours. The Nice Guys was on yours, I think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Real quick, Grand though, you put Snowpiercer on your list. Uh, I almost put Snowpiercer on my list. The only reason I didn't is because I put The Host on there, and they're both Bong Joon-ho. Oh, nice. Yeah, I mean, there was. <laughs> I had her, Arrival, Whiplash, and Ex Machina on my list. I think, I don't know if I got to X Machina yet, but those were all ones that were on my yeah. list as well. Um, I think we're on number 16. We're on six. Oh yeah. Grand Budapest hotel. That's one that I brought to the table. Baby driver. That's one that I put on my list. Skyfall. That's one I put on my list. Good time. Uh, was me Logan lucky. That was me drive. Uh, that was you. That was also on my list. Children of yeah. men. Uh, that was me. Mandy was me. Birdman. I'm just, oh, I would Birdman. love to watch Mandy. Yeah. That's I put that on. I was like, I think Sky would dig that. Birdman, that was you. Green Room, that was you. 
a ghost story that was you brawl and cell block 99 that was you galaxy quest was you moon that was me kung fu hustle was you akira that was you was that me yeah i put that on there okay hereditary that was me zodiac that was me blade runner 2049 i brought that american animals was me uh annihilation was you that was another one that was on my list uh upgrade yep. was from my list it comes at night upgrade was, was almost on my list yeah <laughs> part of me just i would really like to do an upgrade episode i think that movie's so cool it comes at night yeah. was on my list uh wreck it ralph was on my list inception was on my list hellboy 2 the golden army was on my list under the skin mm-hmm. was on my list brigsby bear was on mine scott pilgrim vs. the world was on mine tropic thunder was on mine old boy was on your list prisoners was on your list pop star never stop never stopping was on yours the place beyond the pines was on yours I think I yeah. also put that and I took it off. Uh, the Revenant was on mine. The Prestige was on my list. Uh, Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story was on yours. Inherent Vice was on mine. Enemy was on mine, I think. Maybe, probably, because I literally just, actually a lot of these movies I just rewatched. So like Enemy, I just watched the other day. Good Time, I just watched the other day. Nice. Well, then you don't have to rewatch it then if it wins. <laughs> I probably would. <laughs> yeah, I know. Jumanji, that was on my list. Lucky number seven, that was on. Yeah, the first one. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, I don't want to go with this video game bullshit. (laughs) Even though, even though I kind of like the new one. (laughs) Uh, Lucky number seven was on your list. The Mothman prophecies was on mine. Observing report was on your list. MacGruber was on your list, and Wet Hot American Summer was on your list. So yeah, the three worst rated ones were all on mine. Yeah, I had a few few up there. I was surprised that the first Jumanji was at 55, but maybe it's just all nostalgia, I guess. I'm surprised that MacGruber's not at 100. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> Took very highly. How do you want to do this? Who wants to get first pick? Do you want to get it? Does it does it really matter in this? Uh, do we know who won the last game that we had played? What was the I last think, thing that Was it the Oscars? Done? Yeah, and I don't, I don't think we ever got to go to the movies together again because then, you know, the world caught on fire. Yeah, so... So you can go first. You get first pick. That's what you... Because we never... I never got to buy you your popcorn, so you get Ooh. first pick in the draft. Wow. Hmm. First pick in the draft. Okay, I am going to go... I'm going to go Ex Machina. You son of a bitch. <laughs> Is that going to be your pick? I wanted it. I wanted it on my team. <laughs> Uh-huh. I want to know why Poe made that Robofo. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right, sorry, fine. Buddy. Fine, you fucker. Uh, my first pick is going to be her. That it was between Ex Machina or her. So there you go. Yeah, I love her. I love her. I know you do. <laughs> we all love her. Um, hey, back up. That's my wife. <laughs> Watch it, buddy. Do you know what you're talking about? It's tough, man, because like literally half these movies are ninety percent or better. So there's there's just a lot of really good movies on here. Yeah, I'm trying to think of movies that I would really enjoy sitting down talking about. Actually, you threw in some that I had thought about. Like, uh, there are some movies on that you added on the list that I haven't seen but are on a watch list for me. Like, I really want to see it comes at night because I'm trying to see all the A24 movies, and uh, I'm also I need I still need to see the Prestige. Oh man, I I really so, want you to watch the Prestige, dude. There's some movies that I put on as my choices, and I haven't even seen them. 
but I know I'm going to watch them anyway. So I was like, may as well do an episode on it. Like I haven't seen a ghost story, but I'm going to watch it. So I figured, Hey, if it wins a bracket, all the more reason to watch it sooner. I'm going to go with my pick. I'm going to go arrival. Damn you. Damn you. You're just picking all the sci-fi. That's, you know, I love that. (laughs) Yeah. All right. If you want to play dirty, um, I'm going to pick Blade Runner 2049. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's that's the kind of game we're playing. (laughs) It's getting dirty. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Um, All right. I am going to go Whiplash. Nice. You're just picking all of my movies. So far. You nasty daddy. They were well, they they were all ones that were on my list, and then I took them off. <laughs> yeah, what's the point of taking them off your list if you're uh, if you're doing this to me now, you dirty bastard? All right, uh, I'm gonna go Snowpiercer. Nice, good one. Make this like the eighth bracket we've put this movie on. Yeah, maybe one day, one day it'll win. Probably not though. I am going to go with my fourth pick. I'm gonna go Hereditary. Nice, that's a good one. Very good. My fourth pick, I'm going to go Akira. Nice. Nice. It's another movie. It's the second time getting landing on a bracket for us. What was the first time? Was it post-apocalypse? Yeah. It was like the dystopian yeah. one. My fifth pick, I am going to pick... So now it's getting tough. It's getting tough. I'm going to go... I'm going to go The Big Sick. Very good. I kind of put that on there. So a lot of the movies that landed on the list for me are because... I own them on Blu-ray. So I was like looking at my Blu-ray collection and seeing like what's in here that I might want to watch again. And mm-hmm. I haven't watched the big sick again in a long time. So I was like, let me put that there. But I also knew that you liked it. Yeah. I like it a lot. Second highest rated movie nice. on here. What's that? It's the second highest rated movie out of all these movies. It's at a 98%. Which is awesome. That's great. Yeah. Kind of shocking. I am shocked that LA confidential is at 99%. I mean, I, I tout that as like one of my like top three favorite movies of all time anyways so like for me i get it but anytime i bring it up to anybody they're like i have no idea what that movie is (laughs) but i'll pick that as my next pick la confidential cool so we've each got five at this point 11 more each my next pick i am going to pick i'm gonna take nightcrawler okay very cool and we're picking a lot from the top of the list i don't know yeah I mean, it makes sense. They're fucking awesome. That's just banger after banger. <laughs> I, Sky, it's Sky. This is me talking. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to pick, man, this is tough. It, it, it's way tougher than I think. You look at all these movies and you're like, damn, why can't I have them all? <laughs> I know. And some of these movies, like I'm looking at where they are on the list. And it's like, I want to beat you, but at the same time, it would be cool to like, like, I don't care if it has, like, a 60 or whatever. Like, I think it might be a good episode. Like, have you seen Lucky Number 11? I actually haven't, no. That was one that you had, like, I you sent me the list. I looked at it. I didn't even know what that was. I feel like that's a lot of people. And I think that even when it came out, it didn't last very long in theaters. But, well, I remember watching it the first time. And uh, I didn't think it was going to be good. It's like Josh Hartnett. I didn't. And at this time, like, who the fuck cares about Josh Hartnett? Like, when that came out. And uh, <laughs> I watched it, and I was like, holy shit. Like, 
the opening scene is just like crazy violent and like the whole movie is just really violent and it's like it's it's funny it's sharp i was like holy shit this is awesome like I really, really like that movie. I was surprised that it it's only got like a fifty percent on Rotten Tomatoes or something. But uh, my next pick, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Old Boy. Oh, nice. Old Boy is your boy. <laughs> That's true. I love Old Boy. I'm just picking all of the Korean and Japanese films on the list. It's all good. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a little bit lower. Also, so you know what? We picked a lot of the ones at the top already, but. Exactly what you said too. There's some movies that I think would just make great, good episodes. There's other some, you know, there's other movies too that I just kind of want to put on the list because it kind of uh, puts that movie out there a little bit. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that right now, but I'm going to go a little bit lower in terms of all these movies, but lower is like in the 80s. Uh, I'm going to go Tropic Thunder. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I tried putting, like, comedies. Like, I, I tried mixing up the genres. Like, there's definitely a lot of drama on here. There's a lot of there's a lot of sci-fi. There's a lot of sci-fi, um, and there's a lot of movies that are violent. <laughs> yeah, a lot of really violent, slow-burn movies. So, <laughs> man, just going down this list, it's like, yep, this is our style. This is exactly who we are. But then I threw in, like, a sleeper movie, but apparently not a sleeper movie because it has a good grade, and I'm actually going to pick it. Galaxy Quest. Nice. Yeah, I was surprised. Galaxy Quest has like a 90. Yeah, like, I know... I mean, I think it's great, but I didn't think people thought it was a good movie. See, if that movie was at like a 52%, I'd be like, okay, I guess I can see that. I don't agree, but I can see that happening. Yeah. I saw that Galaxy Quest was on the list, and I was like, oh, that's a really cool pick. And then I looked it up, especially after seeing that Jumanji had a 55. I looked it up, and it was at 90, and I was just like... What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kind of shocking. <laughs> yeah. My next movie. This will be this this pick will put me at uh half my team. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Skyfall. Okay. Going James Bond. I've never yeah. seen Skyfall. It's it's good. I almost put Casino Royale on it, but I, I think I like Skyfall a little more. Yeah. It's got my name in it. Yeah, that's why I did it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Number eight, rounding out the top half of my team. I'm going to say, I'm going to say the nice guys. Good pick. That's a solid pick. I put a lot of Ryan Gosling on here. I never really considered myself a huge Ryan Gosling fan, but I had the nice guys drive and place beyond the pines all on my list. And Blade Runner 2049 is on here also. Oh my God. Yeah. We love Ryan Gosling. Holy shit. Yeah. I, I, that's something I actually know about myself though. I'm just like, when in doubt, goss out. But he's another one of those guys <laughs> where it's so weird. Like I was having this conversation the other day. I was like, if you told me that Robert Pattinson would be my favorite actor right now, but you told me that like five years ago, probably would have slapped you in the face. <laughs> Ryan Gosling, Robert Pattinson and Adam Driver. <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Oh, I like Jake Gyllenhaal a lot too. But, like, these are all guys who, like, kind of came into it as, like, the minus Adam Driver, but, like, came into it as just, like, a pretty boy, like, heartthrob kind of guy and, like, playing these, like, shit roles. Yeah. And they became these really hardcore, serious actors. I feel like, I feel like Ryan Gosling and Jake Gyllenhaal, at that point now, when even someone who's just, like, a everyday moviegoer, you know, mainstream audience, they see his name and they're just, like... Oh man, that's like a big 
big, big ticket name now. Like, I don't know if Robert yeah. Pattinson is there yet. I know we think that way about him, but, you know, the two of them are, are way up there now from yeah. where they came from. Um, my next pick, this is my ninth pick. I am going to go Inception. Nice. That's a good one. I feel like that one's going to go really far. People love that movie. You know, yeah, I, I actually wanted to put Interstellar on the list, but I left it off just because I felt like it was too big like to have a Christopher Nolan movie on this kind of a list. What do you mean too? Oh, I can I can kind of see that, yeah. Inception's probably like one of the more mainstream movies on here, honestly. But yeah, I think but otherwise, I, think I would have put it in Interstellar. Yeah, I was going to say I and, and Interstellar applies to this too. I feel like those movies would make really fun episodes. Yeah. Yeah, for so. sure. Um, I'm going to pick uh, I'm going to pick Birdman because I've just been wanting to rewatch it lately. Cool. Similarly, Birdman's I've been wanting there. to rewatch Whiplash and I saw both of those movies like they're from uh, they're both from the same year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Whiplash, Birdman. Was Interstellar that year too? Yes, it was. Nice. Unless it unless it like came out in January, you know, like it might be like a couple months off. Mhm. I'm pr- I'm going to go with something off the board, I think. I'm going to go fuck. I don't know what to do here. <laughs> fuck. <sighs> <laughs> I'm a lot of good movies on the table. Yeah, now there is. I'm going to I'm going to do something that's a a smaller movie. Um I'm going to go Revenge. It's up near the top. Okay. I don't know that one. Talked about movies that are bloody. Uh Revenge is probably the, one of the bloodiest movies on this list. <laughs> but, okay. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. I'm going to pick I feel like you've picked more from like towards the top of the list, but that might not mean anything. Those 90s, those 90 grades, they might not go as far. I mean, Casper took out the number one and number three seed from our last bracket, so who the fuck knows? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'm going to pick... You know what? I'm going to pick Blind Spotting. Nice. I'm glad you picked that. Taking it from you. I've also wanted to rewatch that. Yeah, I was going to say, that's that's one that I would have taken if it was like the last couple rounds and it wasn't taken yet. All right, that's 10 each. We got six left. My number 11, my 11th pick, I'm going to go, I'm going to go Zodiac. Okay, cool. I actually haven't seen that. Oh, really? You haven't seen Zodiac? No. You would like it? I'm sure I would. I like, I like all the players in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, my next pick, I think I'm going to go lower. I'm going to go lower on the list. I'm going to roll the dice on something. Maybe. Maybe I won't. Maybe I will. <laughs> but maybe I won't. But I think I will. I'm but going Spirited Away. <laughs> Third highest movie yeah. on there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that one I put on there because, like, Ducky talked about it, and, like, I've been shown more and more anime as the days go on. Basically, like, once Akira cracked me open, I was just like, okay, I'm open to suggestions when it comes to anime now. Like, my interest is peaked. Like, I'll check out stuff. If you say it's good, then I will trust you. And uh, my buddy Chris and Chris's fiance, Elissa. <laughs> she gave me shit because she heard like the podcast and I referred to her as my buddy's fiance and I didn't use her name, but I also didn't know if she listened to the show. So, <laughs> so I didn't think she wanted credit. <laughs> well, it's also talking about how I'm like, she doesn't like a 24 movies. Uh, yeah, shit. I'm going to pick, I'm going to pick, I'm not picking spirited away yet. Maybe later. Maybe it might. Cause I do want to watch that. Maybe later. <laughs> fuck, fuck you, Ducky. 
What? I said, maybe later. No. Fuck you, ducky. Yeah, fuck you, ducky. <laughs> just, just I'm not kidding. watching I, it. I'd be surprised if it doesn't get picked, honestly. I mean, we'll see, I guess. We yeah. will see. You know what? I'm going to pick Upgrade. Oh, nice. Because I actually just rewatched The Invisible Man recently. It's so fucking cool. Do you do you own Invisible Man? Did you end up buying that? No, no. I, w- I would buy it, but it's on HBO Max, so I didn't have to. Oh, oh nice. I'm going to go with something a little bit different on my list because everything on my list is probably sci-fi at this point. I'm going to go Wreck-It Ralph. Okay, cool. Throwing in some animation. Yeah. I was trying to think of more like animated movies, but I feel like so many animated movies are on the radar because it's like who makes animated movies? It's like Disney, Pixar, DreamWorks, and it's like all of those. People know about them. Oh, actually, I'm an idiot. There was an animated movie I wanted to put on the list, and then I forgot to write it down. I, I kind of wish it was on the list, but I was going to put Lego Batman on here. Oh, I thought you were going to say Kubo for a second. Oh, I should have said Kubo. Yeah, I can't <laughs> believe I didn't say Kubo, but that's okay. I can live I can live with this, with the list that we got. We got plenty of good movies. Yeah, and you, got, I you think have the, five picks left. I've got four. Five picks left. Oh, fuck. Oh, wait, do oh, you? Fuck. Or, or do you have... Let me check real quick. I have 11 picked so far. So yeah, I got five left. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. I'm going to mix it up a little bit. I'm going to pick. I'm not mixing it up that much, honestly. <laughs> There's only so many choices. How how mixed up can it be? You know what? I'm going to pick. Nope. I'm not going to pick that either. I'm going <laughs> to pick. No, that doesn't look good. I'm in it to win it. Do I want MacGruber on my list? Obviously. I know it's what amazing. you just said. I know exactly what movie you referred to when you said that doesn't look good. Which one? It's Baby Driver. No, why would I? Oh, because you could see where I'm clicking? No, no, I, I couldn't see, but I'm just, Baby Driver's got two people that haven't done good things lately. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude. Kevin Spacey's on this list like five times. I know he is. Because <laughs> he's in Moon, he's in LA Confidential, he's in Baby Driver. I almost put American Beauty on here as well. the only reason i didn't is because i was like there's way too much kevin spacey on my list yeah (laughs) i feel like he's in another movie on this list too but yeah some some of the actors are might be problematic in our choices we apologize for that uh we're not picking the movies because of them i think Uh, i'm gonna pick drive cool Let's just make this a whole fucking Gosling fest. Who cares? Every Gosling movie's going on the list now. <laughs> I'm going to take Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. That's perfect that you picked that because I was going to pick Prisoners next. And they're close. There's like an 82 to an 81 there. Cool. I'm glad you picked that. Yeah, now that we picked all the Gosling movies, now I'm going to pick all of the um, Jill and Hall movies. <laughs> <laughs> Three picks left each. I am going to take my third to last pick. I'm gonna take um I'm gonna take the Revenant. Okay, very cool. I'm surprised that's as low as it is, too. Uh yeah, I thought the same thing. Man, you got two Leo movies on here. Yeah. And that means you got two Tom Hardy movies, at least. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even think about that. I'm trying to think of what else is on our list. He might he might actually show up in another movie. I don't even remember. <laughs> Uh, what the rest of our Tom list Hardy looks, like. looks so much like um, what's his face from Upgrade? Yeah, I know. <laughs> All right, so my next pick, my next pick. 
Is Yanya B. You know what? I'll stay right next to you. You picked a movie that's a 78. I'm going place Beyond the Pines. Cool. Like I said, I guess I did miss one Gosling. <laughs> now they really are all on there. Give me yeah. all the Goss. Hmm. I'm going to go with my second to last pick. I am going to take the prestige. Nice. You're just loading up on the Nolan. Yeah. <laughs> I I went on, I watched like all of his movies when Tenet came out. So maybe they're just fresh in my mind. Yeah, that might be it. That might be it for you. Yep. I got one pick. You got two picks left. All right. Uh, I'm going to pick Logan Lucky. Cool. That's one I've been wanting to rewatch too. All right, and our last picks each. This is tough because there's like a bunch of movies, and I'm like, oh, that'd be really cool to do an episode on. But my last pick, I kind of want to say Enemy just to round out the uh, the Gyllenhaal also. But uh, yeah, right. But but I don't know if I'm gonna go that route. And now we got a couple of Hugh Jackman. I almost put Logan on the list because I really want to do an episode on Logan, but I felt like that might be too mainstream. Yeah, I actually, because I tried to keep superhero movies off my list too, and I felt kind of weird putting Hellboy on there, but I feel like Hellboy is like outside a little bit. Yeah. So with my last pick, I'm going to go, fuck it, I'll I'll just do, you know, I'll go weird. I'll do Mandy. I'll just do it. Yes. Cool. I did it for you. (laughs) Thanks, buddy. Thanks, baby. (laughs) What do you got for your last pick? My last pick. It's tough because whatever movie we do, I will watch again, even if it's a movie I rewatched recently. And like I said, a lot of this list I have rewatched recently because I want to put good time on my team because I feel like I need some Robert Pattinson on my list. That's a that's a, a good pick. It, my last pick, I did Mandy because it was a little bit different, but I was thinking either good time or spirit away from my last pick. But the thing is, it's like, I think we talked a little bit about good time on uncut gems. That's actually Mm -hmm. why I left it off of my list. Well, I left it off my list for the two reasons that, and then I literally watched it like three days ago, which by the way, it was fucking awesome. Like it's, it was even better than I remembered it. Like there was so much I forgot about the movie and I was like, holy shit, this movie's fucking incredible. Do you like it better than, than uncut? I might. Mm. I think I might like it better than uncut gems yeah but they do different things they do similar things but they do different things yeah i don't want to get too off track but like just on that vein there's a few like up-and-comer directors that are getting really popular and people like to compare their movies and like jordan Mm -hmm. peele's one ari aster's another one for me i think that there is clearly a better movie when it comes to ari aster and jordan peele like i i like get out more than us and I like Hereditary significantly more than Midsummer, but I think that their two movies, the Safdie brothers, they're so close. Like I, I think they're the yeah. most consistent. If that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. I got you. All right. I think I know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna pick. I feel like I didn't pick a lot of the sci-fi movies, or maybe I did. Well, I did Blade <laughs> Runner 2049. That's because I took them. That's all the sci-fi I need. Snowpiercer is technically sci-fi. Fuck it. I'm gonna pick Annihilation. Ooh, cool, cool. That, that'll that be a cool yeah. episode if that one's... There's a lot to talk about on that one. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think any of these would be good episodes. Let me see if there's anything on our lists where I'm just like, you know what I don't want to win? That. <laughs> well, here, I'll run down the teams real quick. Start with mine. Yeah. My team is The Big Sick, Nightcrawler, 
Arrival, Whiplash, Revenge, Ex Machina, Skyfall, Mandy, Hereditary, Zodiac, Wreck-It Ralph, Inception, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, Tropic Thunder, The Revenant, and The Prestige. And nice. your 16 movies is L.A. Confidential, Her, Blindspotting, Snowpiercer, The Nice Guys, Logan Lucky, Drive, Birdman, Galaxy Quest, Akira, Blade Runner 2049, Upgrade, Annihilation, Old Boy, Prisoners, and The Place Beyond the Pines. It's a solid lineup. Mm-hmm. Solid. It's anybody's game. Yeah. This is a... Every time we do a bracket, I'm like, this is my favorite collection of movies. This this might actually be it. This is probably the best collection of movies, I think. Yeah, but that's because we just chose the best movies. Yeah, it's true. It is like, true. I mean, well, usually... Usually the collection of movies that we have a bracket on is based on the suggestions from the Swampies. And this time we were just like, fuck the Swampies. <laughs> this is like, what we're we picking want. it. We're the ones who have to do this shit. Like we're picking the fucking movies this time. Yeah. Well, I still think this is fun and it will, uh, we'll be putting stuff up on Instagram probably the day this episode comes out or around there. Yeah, it'll be like either the day that this comes out or a few days afterwards so people can listen to this episode and see what the fuck is. Because <laughs> they just show a bunch of random movies pop up. They're like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, it'll be going up then. We'll do we'll do the voting, all that. But if you, if you guys like this, if you like this idea, we can do something bigger with more people. Maybe everybody brings eight movies to the table or something and we, we have people involved and stuff. So just let us know if you would be into something like that. Yeah, and if you really want to get involved, you could even... Uh... There's something that I think we're planning to do on the episode when this bracket is over. Is that correct, Colin? Yeah, I think that is correct. And it's something that would involve the Swampies? Yeah. If we wanted, we could even open it up that if the Swampies want to like send us their their phone numbers, we can call them live on the podcast with, with a surprise. Yeah. I mean, you want to just tell them? No, don't tell them. No. No. You can't tell them. It's the whole point. Yeah, but you could give us your phone number if you want us to call you while we're recording <laughs> one night. It sounds so weird. <laughs> yeah, hey, give us your number. Yeah, I'm out here trying to get digits, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's yo, fuck boy, a, give me your number. It's all just a ploy. Yeah, we we look at our audience and it's like ninety nine percent men. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's totally true. No, maybe it's not, like our. Our Instagram is definitely skewed more male, but like our, I think our listenership is pretty, pretty 50, 50. It's our fault for putting the word dude in our podcast title. I feel like that, that alienates people, but everyone can be a dude. If you've ever learned anything from the movie, good burger. Uh, exactly. I'm happy you said that. <laughs> All right. You want to get out of this trailer park? Yeah. Yeah. Let's get out of this trailer park. <laughs> it's like 40 minutes. I'm, I'm excited for that. That's going to be fun. And I had, I had fun drafting our team. Yeah, me too. I'm going to kick your ass. Oh, I, oh, I hope so. <laughs> Beat me up. Beat me up, Scotty. Beat me up, Scotty. I was, was going to say the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Perfect. But uh, we made it to the main event. We're doing mm-hmm. Love and Monsters. And yep. this was something that we didn't do a trailer park on. Probably should have, but it kind of... Uh, I wouldn't say it came out of nowhere, but yeah, it was announced that it was going to VOD two months ago. And, uh, you know, we'll get to, we'll get to everything we think about it, but 
for those of you who haven't seen the trailer, it's a post-apocalyptic movie with monsters. Yep. <laughs> That's the premise. And love. <laughs> and, well, maybe. Maybe. Was it Love of love Monsters wasn't originally the uh, title for this movie? The original title was Love and Basketball. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was supposed to be a remake. It was Love and Marriage. No, the original movie title was called um, Monster Problems. That's worse somehow. Yeah, I know. That's worse. I think that's worse. Do you want to know? Do you want to know why it was changed? It wasn't even changed because it was bad. It was changed because Paramount, literally like two years ago, put out a movie called Monster Trucks, and one of the writers on this movie was a writer on Monster Trucks. So I think they were like, to avoid confusion, we're gonna make it not so close to that. So, wow. yeah, they changed it to Love and Monsters. I think they thought that. And I will agree with this. I think Love and Monsters fits the themes of this movie better than Monster Problems. Monster Problems is kind of whack. Yeah. It's like, hey, what's this movie called? It's called Monkey Business. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what's what this happens? one? It's Monster Problems. <laughs> oh, okay. Real quick. Can we write a movie called Monkey Business? And it's about two monkeys that, that start a business. Yeah, that's awesome. But like not not like somebody starts a business where they sell monkeys and like they go into a monkey business, but like two monkeys are the ones starting the business. Yeah. And they can't they, talk. Like they're not like they're not like humanoid where they they can speak to it's not like an animated movie. It's just like two monkeys and they like go into a bank and they're like, What the fuck are these monkeys doing? And then the monkeys hand them a business plan and the banker's just like, This is weird, but like approved. Yeah. Like it's a <laughs> You make good points. <laughs> it's like this chart. It's kind of kind of selling me on it. I think you. I think you monkeys know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, it's live. You know, live action movie. Uh, you know, real real actors, but the main character's a real monkey. It's gonna be like a. As a kid, you ever watch Dunstan checks in? Oh yeah, I love it. Dun- yeah, fucking kidding Dun- me. Total Dunstan checks in vibes. That's what I want. Like that's someone's pitching a movie to like a like a like universal and they're just like okay we're going with vibes of dunstan checks in. <laughs> <laughs> that's when they get rejected but michael matthews he's the director on this movie this is his second feature length film five fingers for uh, marsalis was his first film which came out i think three years ago uh brian duffield though he is one of two writers on this film uh he was the writer on the babysitter and the babysitter killer queen along with Underwater, which came out this year, and uh, one of the Divergent movies. I think it was Insurgent, which I don't think they're very good, but we've talked before. We like the Babysitter movies. And Matthew Robinson, he was the writer on Monster Trucks, Dora and the Lost City of Gold. (laughs) Wow. I will say this. We went into that movie thinking this is going to be the worst thing I've ever seen, and it was better than we thought it would be. Like, not yeah. something we'd ever want to watch again, but better than we thought it would be. And uh, when I said that there is a movie coming out that has a dumber name than More Rings, he is the writer on the sequel to Edge of Tomorrow, which, if you know, if you've seen it in a, at like a Best Buy on DVD, they rebranded the name for DVD to Live, Die, Repeat. So in theaters, it was yep. called Edge of Tomorrow. On DVD, it's called Live, Die, Repeat. The sequel, which he is writing, is called Live, Die, Repeat, and Repeat. <laughs> no yep <laughs> that's horrible yeah <laughs> that's that's so fucking stupid <laughs> yeah it's, it's live die repeat squared 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just do that, you idiots. That's <laughs> some is that better? It's not worse. Yeah, I don't I don't know. That's I saw that though and I was like, oh. You know what they should have done it? What they should have named it Live Die Repeat again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it should have been Live Die Repeat. Live Die Repeat. Live Die Repeat. Live Die Repeat. <laughs> <laughs> Saying you made a person out of another, <laughs> another person. person. <laughs> out of another person. He's also in pre-production, but he is the writer on the reboot of Little Shop of Horrors. And Oh, come on. Well, that's that was my reaction. I saw that they were rebooting Little Shop of Horrors, and I was like, I was like fuck off. And then I saw the cast, and I was like, oh, shit, ScarJo, Chris Evans, and Taron Egerton are involved. <laughs> I was like, oh. okay. Yeah. That's not official. They're, is he going to be animated? I don't know. I don't know what it what it is honestly, but uh, that's not official. That's the the rumored cast to it. But yeah, I was like, if there if the three of them are involved, I'm I might actually be here for it somehow. Your cast on this movie, Dylan O'Brien, he plays Joel. He's your main character. It's funny because I feel like his thing, even though he, I don't think he looks the part. He's usually like the badass in a lot of things, hmm. in like high school movies or something. He's he's uh, the main character in like the Maze Runner series, which is also him basically like fighting other like monsters and stuff. <laughs> um, oh, but like I never saw those American Assassin. He's the he's one of the leads on uh, Teen Wolf. He's the voice of Bumblebee in Bumblebee. What? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> There's, there's something else in this movie that's kind of weird, but uh, Jessica Henwick, she plays Amy. Uh, you might know her probably from Iron Fist. I think that's probably where most people know her. The, she's in a lot of the Marvel shows. Yeah, I had to look her up. Yeah. Because I, I recognized her, and I was just like, I was watching this, and I saw her, and I was like, I feel like I've seen her in something, and I feel like it was something that I fucking hated her in, <laughs> and Iron I couldn't Fist. think of what it was, so I IMDb'd her, and I was just like, oh yeah, Iron Fist. Yeah. Hated her character in Iron Fist. She's the worst. <laughs> but uh, she was also smaller part of it in Star Wars The Force Awakens and Underwater, which I had said that um, Brian Duffield had written, and she is going to be in Congress Godzilla and Matrix 4, so... Two, yeah. two bigger movies. I saw that. Uh, Michael Rooker, he's in this movie as Clyde, probably known from Guardians of the Galaxy or The Walking Dead. He's going to be in the, the Suicide Squad, which is really cool. Dan Ewing, he plays Cap. I didn't really know a lot of, of what he's you know been in, but he's most known for Occupation Rainfall. And the one actress that I said might be a little weird, you might be like, wait, really? Maybe you saw this or not, but Ariana Greenblatt, she plays Minnow in this movie. She plays young Gamora in Avengers Infinity War. Really? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. That's funny because I actually, is that the whole cast? Is that what, is that the rundown? Are we going to start yeah. talking movie? Yeah, that, that's the rundown. Okay, good. Because that's funny that you mentioned the young Gamora thing because I noticed something immediately in this movie. Oh shit. And I know you see what I'm doing. <laughs> I know what you're doing, but I'm, I'm getting stoked to hear what you're going about to say. So go, go for it. So this movie opens up with narration mm-hmm. and they're talking about, kind of what happened and like setting up like how this apocalypse came about. And uh, I do love, I do love that young Gamora is in this movie because I was going to pro I was going to propose a thought to you, sir. Mm-hmm. When they're talking about the meteor that's coming down okay, and it's going to crash into the earth, the asteroid, whatever they refer to it. It's named Agatha six one six. Yep. Now, do you know that in Marvel comics, the Marvel comic universe is Earth 616. 
Now, it's not the MCU. The MCU is like a completely different number. But in terms of like all the different continuities of Marvel as an entire company, the comic books are 616. I didn't know that. No. Yeah. And now Spider-Man's going to be going all multiverse and Doctor Strange is going into the multiverse. So is there a possibility that this movie is actually backdoor MCU? With Yondu in it too? I know. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, this is. I think I think I finally <laughs> did it. You know what? Uh no, but Oh. <laughs> I was gonna say this. I feel like Dylan O'Brien could play Peter Parker. Not as good as Tom Holland, but I feel like he's got that vibe. Yeah. And maybe, maybe that 616 is an Easter egg because there are things in this movie that are definitely paying homage to other movies. And um, there's a few like smaller Marvel ties, the movie, mainly Michael uh, Rooker and stuff like that. But you know what? Maybe maybe 616 was picked specifically as a little Easter egg. I think it was. Yeah. Because like of all the numbers and it's like as a comic book fan, as a Marvel fan, like 616 stands out immediately. Like I can't hear that number without or see it anywhere without being like, oh, we're in the Marvel comics right now. Damn, that's cool. I didn't I didn't know that. Yep. Yeah, let's just let's just get into it. The movie's called Love and Monsters. I guess I'll just start off here. There's one thing that I really like about this movie, and I think this will branch off into other things, but the movie's called Love and Monsters. And I was expecting this movie going into it to fall into the trap that a lot of other lesser monster movies do where they make the monster essentially the main character or like that's that's the thing that you're waiting for. Whereas this movie, they focus a lot more on the character and use the monsters as like bigger moments and they actually feel like bigger moments when they come out. But really, this movie's called Love and Monsters, but the focus is the character in the movie. Yeah, no, definitely. I That was something I thought about too. I was just like, is this just going to be like a nonstop CGI fest of just like random weird looking monsters and stuff. But really when you go through the movie, there's only like five or six action set pieces centering around specific kinds of monsters. Mm-hmm. Like they really didn't oversaturate it. Yeah. And they actually spent time with characters. I was like, Oh, okay. I'll say this. I don't think this is a huge spoiler. Uh, this movie surprised me. Uh, yeah, this movie actually surprised me too. I I actually watched this movie in three sittings, but not like not like I watched it and then I like picked it up. Like I turned this movie on and I watched the first fifteen minutes and then I had to go do something, and that was like earlier in the week. And then I came back to it a couple days ago and I was like, you know what? Like I just want to watch the whole thing like all the way through. And so then I did that and then I came back today because I was like kind of doing stuff towards the end of it. And I rewatched like the end of it. But when I watched the first 15 minutes, I definitely thought the movie was going to be a certain thing. And then after watching the whole movie, it definitely surprised me. It subverted what I thought the movie was going to be. And we'll get to whether or not it was good or bad or whatever. But yeah, it surprised me. Yeah. I don't know what I was thinking it was going to be like, but just by the name, just by the look of it, and I didn't see this movie, but it, like, there's that um, like Boy Scouts Guide to Surviving the Apocalypse or something. Is that the name of the movie? Um, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, I do. I, I don't remember the name of it though, like the actual full name. I think it's something like that. But it almost had like that kind of a look and feel, like at least to the poster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just kind of expecting some kind of like uh, weird, trashy thing, like like one of these movies. Like, there's a lot of these movies where it's just like a teen teen love story but it has like 
whatever. It's like, oh, my girlfriend's a zombie, you know, like, like a something like warm that. bodies type vibe. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. that's kind of where I thought it was going to go. And then I think there are some. I think this movie is going to get compared to some other movies just by that virtue, one by that that look and that feel to like how it's being advertised. But then also, I think there's some like Zombie Land, maybe. Oh, you okay? Uh, Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna hit on that. I was I was gonna say I think, and I don't. I see the similarities, but I don't think they should be compared because some people are saying that uh, to Zombieland. Yeah, because at first, at first glance, I wrote down because uh, like Michael Rooker's character definitely fills in a Tallahassee role, mm-hmm. like from Zombieland, uh, Woody Harrelson's character. And then I wanted to say that the lead in this one, he kind of filled in the Jesse Eisenberg, but he doesn't because Jesse Eisenberg's character in Zombieland, he's a dweeb and he's like, jumpy but he's good like he's really good at like surviving like he is a scrapper like he's not a total puss ball mm-hmm. I, so I do feel like there are definite differences and Michael Rooker's character in this is definitely he's a rugged survivor but he's softer around the edges than Woody Harrelson's character in the beginning of uh, Zombieland so like I think there are some like archetypal things that maybe fit but then as the movie goes on i'm just like oh no these characters are actually very different from zombie land it's just like they look and feel like they match you know yeah i think one of like the similarities other than what you just said because i completely agree i think one of the other similarities is just uh there's the whole like almost like rule book to killing these things in the like the post-apocalypse life so that's like one thing but for me, the reason why I don't really think they're very similar is, and I definitely prefer one vibe over the other, but Zombieland is definitely more for your, your I guess, your teens or your adults. It's it's that hard R. It's got the blood and all the, 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 the crassness to it. Whereas I think this movie actually appeals to a much wider audience than Zombieland uh, because I think kids will actually enjoy this movie. But I think there's actually some stuff in this movie that's that's really good that either film lovers or just adults are going to enjoy too. But I think this movie has much more of like a family vibe, which I think might appeal to more people rather than just the uh, like the the blood and like. I mean, granted, I think Zombieland is very funny, but I know there's other people that have watched Zombieland that like don't get the humor in it. Yeah, I, I can see that. I mean, this is definitely very obviously like skewed younger. Like Zombieland's a a solid rated R movie, mm-hmm. a lot of swearing, a lot of blood. And this one is PG 13 probably, right? Yeah. It's PG 13. Yeah. You can, you can feel that, but it also doesn't feel like they're trying to be edgy, but pulling back for the rating. Like it just looked like we've talked about it a lot where it's like, man, this feels so PG 13. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, there's no blood or anything in this, but like at no point was I watching it and being just like, oh man, look at them really trying to pull back the rating on this, you know? Like I feel like the thing that makes that stand out is when a movie is trying to seem edgy, but you can tell where they're holding back. But this well, let's talk about let's talk about the monsters. Cause the monsters are very stylized. Mm-hmm. Like they're not made to be like I don't think any of these monsters were necessarily like scary, but I don't know if that was ever really the intention. Like honestly, they just looked like fucked up Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, they did. I that's why I said because I um you know we talked about it recently. Like Logan's like likes Jurassic Park and stuff. 
when I was watching, I was like, I could see Logan in like liking the look of these monsters. Like there's like the frog one and there's like the crab one at the end. So they're much more, like you said, stylized. So yeah, like I feel like kids will like the look of the creatures and not be freaked out by them. And going back to what you're saying with the rating, I think you noticed that, like we've said it with Mulan where we're like, that is the most, like it's PG 13, but it feels like it's PG. Like it's, it's not doing anything. Or there's movies where they're trying to like, Oh, like you said, be really edgy, but then they're not going to like show you the blood and stuff because they want to keep the PG 13 rating to get more kids in the theaters. This feels like they knew what they were, what, like they knew what it was. They stayed in their lane basically. And yeah, it never felt like they were swaying one way or another or trying to toe a line or anything. It just felt, it felt authentic to what their, what the script is, what the vision is, all that. Right. Like it met the tone was solid all the way through. Like it never strayed from that and it never felt like they were holding anything back to keep that tone and it never felt like they were pushing anything forward to try and make it something it wasn't. Yeah, definitely. Going off of, you said like the look of the monsters though, I don't know what you thought, but one thing I really appreciated, I like that there is a good mix of CGI and practical effects on this movie. Does it always look the best? I Not really, but... I definitely appreciate it. And I think considering I would like to know what the budget is on this movie, but considering it got put to VOD and stuff like that, I'm assuming it wasn't something that cost them, you know, 200 million plus dollars to make that they're really hoping they're going to, you know, double it up on. Oh man. You know, what's crazy. You saying that just reminded me something we used to do on the show. Remember when we used to always talk the budget and then you'd have me guess. Oh yeah. How much, either how much it made or what was that? Why haven't you, we done that? When did we stop doing that? I like stopped, now I'm not even talking about the movie. Now I'm just like reviewing our podcast. When did we stop doing that? And why did we stop doing it? That was like a fun thing to do. <laughs> I stopped doing it when, when movies left theaters. <laughs> did you really? Is that when we stopped? No, I feel like we stopped before that. I feel like we stopped like pre-duties. I think, uh, I think we may have pre-duty, but I also think part of that was because we were hitting so many movies that we were reviewing them actually the first weekend they were out when the, when the box office wasn't out yet, like the numbers weren't out. So it was kind of pointless for me to do it. But, uh, wow. but I, that just like gave me like a flashback. I was like, Holy shit. We used to do that on this show all the time. Why do we stop? I liked doing that. Well, what do you think the budget is on this movie? Cause I looked it up. <laughs> oh yes, we're doing it. <laughs> uh, the budget on this movie. Ooh, you know what? It's been so fucking long that I don't even remember what a regular budget is like anymore. <laughs> like, I honestly don't. I'm like, if you told me, like, yeah, it cost him like $2 million to make Infinity War, I'd have been like, yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> That's how much it makes a cost to make a movie. <laughs> Two million's a lot of money. That sounds about right. No, um, this movie, I don't know. I don't know what's normal. Uh, 25 million. Damn, you're really close. 28. Whoa, That's, I'm pretty good at this. That's a win. Yeah, you, you that is a win. Closest without going over. Yeah, 28 million. So, like, you knowing that even now, like I think they definitely did a good job stretching their budget. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, really they probably saved a ton of money hiring a bunch of fucking nobodies. <laughs> I, I was I was gonna say though, I I definitely appreciate the the, pro, the practical effects in the movie and the CGI. I really like the way, like I think it was a smart choice to stylize them for sure. It's the look is really consistent, and for that, like. I don't know. I just felt like the world building was really good in this movie because everything aesthetically looks the same. Like everything. Ah, uh, yeah. So 
that was another thing that I was surprised about. I thought it was going to be a monster fest. I was getting flashbacks to just like fucking Cloverfield where you're going to see this big thing smashing shit the whole movie. And there's, like I said, they don't really, they don't overuse the monsters. They show up and when they show up, they are a spectacle because they don't use them a lot and they look really cool. And it's not like, um, there's no chase scenes. Like it's not like, um, anything too, too extravagant or anything like there's not, it never feels like it's trying to be an action movie, you know? Yeah. Probably the most like actiony sequence in the whole movie is either the finale or it's when he's got the grenade. Oh, that was actually really cool. I liked that a lot. Yeah. There's, Again, like I don't want to really spoil stuff, but there are there are some really cool moments in this. I was worried that all of the um like monster set pieces were gonna be just like that was when the movie started, I was kind of like, this feels like it's only made for kids, like in the first 15 minutes or so, and then I came back to it. And then there are definitely parts where they up the ante a little bit and it gets way more consistent. Because the first time you see like a monster, other than the the bug that kind of shows up for just like you barely see it is this toad that I am convinced is a homage to Pan's Labyrinth. But uh, that's probably the most cartoony thing in the movie, I think. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And like the dog fights it and stuff like that. But then there's other parts like with the grenade where you feel the danger and then the leeches and stuff are kind of gnarly. <laughs> so yeah, like they uh, there's like some gross out stuff there too. Like, uh, I, yeah, that's what I meant. Like, I, I was surprised because I kind of didn't expect a movie like this to have an understanding. And it's because I didn't know anything about the directors. I didn't know anything about the writers, but just by looking at it, just surface level, I wasn't expecting them to have the kind of know how or the understanding to kind of slowly ramp these monsters up. So like, yeah, you kind of, like the first one you see is really that bug that infiltrates the bunker, which isn't like a huge spoiler. It's like literally within the first like 20 minutes of the movie. It's like a thing that's not even. happening. It's it happens before the title card. Oh yeah, 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 you're right. So that's something where I'm like, uh, you see like a big bug or whatever. And it's just like, Oh, okay. Like that's scary. Whatever. It's setting it up, but you don't see the whole thing. Like you only see parts of it. Mm-hmm. And then the first monster you really see is that frog but it's a slow moving like it and like the monsters in capabilities make sense based on like what animal it is, you know? Mm-hmm. And then they slowly and slowly start getting like gnarlier and gnarlier. And then it escalates. So it's not like by the time you get to the finale, when you see that, that last monster, you're just like worn out on all the other monsters because it's like, well, I mean, we saw crazier monsters in the woods or whatever. Like, I think they did a really good job at, um, leveling it up as you went through the story. Like you get the challenges became more and more uh, intense for yeah. the main character. The looks of them are pretty different too. I mean, in this story, it's only insects and amphibians. It looks like that, that got affected, but uh, they do a good job of like manipulating them in ways where they don't feel redundant. Like there's like the slug that looks completely different than the, fr- you know, the crab and the, uh, mm-hmm. the ant type, Thing. I don't know what that was supposed to be. And then there's ones with like um, like tentacles and stuff. I don't know. They, they do a good job of, of varying it. A few things, I don't know how much more you have, but there's a few things that I think are actually like, for me, probably the best parts of the movie. Okay. I think just in general, and I said it before, I just really like that the movie is about the characters. And in particular, they give you reasons to actually care about your characters. And 
I wasn't like emotional about the movie or anything like that, but there were some mo- scenes that I felt like had a lot of heart and like definitely uh, were touching in particular with your main character. And when they meet the Mavis robot and he shows him like the kind of like the pictures of his parents and stuff like that. I was like, yeah, I was like, oh, that's actually like a really good character building moment. I really like that. The whole thing with uh, Minnow and uh, Clyde and stuff like that, like their relationship teaching him and stuff like that. When they left like that made me feel something. So I would, that was the main thing that surprised me. I think the most in this movie is that it actually did a really good job of building character and making you feel attached to the characters. Yeah. hundred percent dude. That scene you're talking about when he's talking to the robot, I wrote down like when he's, when, you know, she shows his mother's face and all that, I wrote down, I'm like, this kid's like actually a pretty good actor that like, I didn't, I didn't know anything from him. And just by looking at him, I'm just like, man, I'm going to have to watch some fucking movie with this Riverdale asshole. Like, I don't know. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like one of those types of fucking kids who's just like on one of those like teen drama shows that are on like the WB or whatever. Mm -hmm. Because that's who he looks like. He looks like he's just one of those generic like white kid actors. And I say kid and I mean like, you know, the people who are in their late 20s who play teenagers. Like he looks like one of those. But then like I'm watching this and I'm like, I like his character. He's charismatic and stuff. And then he gets to that scene and he has emotion. And I'm like, like you said, like he really makes you care for his character. And that's, you know, definitely part of the writing, but like, he's really pulling it off. I was like, is this kid like amazing? Am I going to like be talking about him the same way we talk about like everybody else? Like we jerk off to like our Ryan Gosling, our uh, Robert Pattinson and Jake Gyllenhaal. No, uh, he's not amazing, but he's definitely not bad. Like, I think he did a really good job for this movie. Yeah, I that was another thing that surprised me because I I know what he has done. And in my opinion, what he's done is not like I don't like the Maze Runner movies at all. Like Teen Wolf, I'm not into. I think American Assassin's kind of like whatever. So like this was something that I kind of wasn't expecting, like the at least the emotion parts. I was like, oh, he's. He's nailing the vibe of the character, like the quirkiness, the, I don't want to say like helplessness because he evolves throughout the character, but like he, he embodies the character really well. And then on top of that, he nails the moments that are meant to make you care about the character. And again, like I wasn't sitting there like, oh my God, Oscar (laughs) winning performance. Right. (laughs) But, but I was just like, I was like, oh man, this guy can like turn on the waterworks. Like. Basically, what I'm getting is this is probably the best that Dylan O'Brien's ever been in a movie, and hopefully this is a, a, a stepping stone for him. Yeah. Like, I didn't feel at any point, like, I was, like... I mean, there were definitely points where I was, like, annoyed at his character, but not because of him, but just because I'm, like, his character flaws. I was just like, come on, man! Oh, yeah, like, his free- You've been freezing underground seven problem. years. You don't think your girlfriend's getting dicked down? <laughs> like, you fucking kidding me? Kind of going off that, though. <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> somehow <laughs> I was going to say like because I think we've only really talked positive so far one of my negatives is that I think the, the film is kind of predictable and oh very it, much so okay and, and one of the things in particular was like I guess start spoilers here we'll do spoilers from here on out do it one of the things that I thought was very predictable was like from the get go I was like he's going to show up and his girlfriend's not going to love him anymore like <laughs> Yeah. That's the thing. It's like my fourth or fifth note. It says um, his girlfriend is for sure either coupled or she's going to be like pregnant or something when he shows up. But there's no way that she's just going to be like, oh, cool. You're here. Like, that's not going to happen. Also, in the early like beginnings when they're 
when they're down there and he's talking about like it's just like oh like these salvaged like parts from this robot it's like but all of these things are dead i was just like i bet you they're not i bet you you find one yeah like, that's obviously like i think um i think a lot of the things that are set up are very transparent like there's nothing really like sneaky about this movie but like it also doesn't need to be i guess like i guess it would have been cool like if a movie like this were to be able to pull a surprise out on you like that, but it didn't. And I don't know, like, is it something I wrote down noted? Yeah. Is it something that like ruined the movie watching experience for me? No, but it is, it is definitely something that would have made it a much better movie. If those things weren't as predictable. Yeah, I agree. And then, and you mentioned that robot and stuff like that, but that kind of plays into something else for me. There are some events in this movie that happen that are just a little too convenient. Like, that's something that I I just don't like. And I feel like that happens a lot, in particular, in adventure movies, where it's like there are just things that the characters stumble upon that are just like, oh, how convenient that that was there for you. And that was like one of them where it's like they need a radio and he stumbles upon like the last robot left who has battery to power a radio that's right next to it <laughs> and then there's yeah. just like other things where it's like they set up in the beginning of the movie like these monsters can like fucking dismantle tanks basically but then like some of the deadliest ones can't kill this kid who's basically incapable while he's running on foot like some of that stuff right. i was just kind of like yeah it's it's a little there's things that are happening that are just too convenient especially with what you set up prior to this but yeah i mean one thing that I will say, though, like, I completely agree. I think the film's pretty predictable, and you can guess, you know, where it's going. But one thing that I did appreciate, and again, I think they wanted this to be a little bit more family. Like, they didn't want it to be, like, a total bummer. But the movie kind of ends with them not together, but with them, like, there's kind of the possibility they might be together eventually. Like, I think they did a decent job of like kind of subverting your expectations by not making it the thing where it's just like, Oh, they're going to fall in love now. And now they're, they're together. Like they're not together at the end of this movie, but I think they do it a good way where like, like I said, I think it's supposed to be like a family, like fun, pleasing movie. And I think they pulled that off. Well, yeah. I wrote it down. It's a cute ending. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't feel, even though he didn't like quote, get the girl or whatever. Like, he came out like his character arc was like kind of completed. Like he, he felt like he came out the other side better off anyways. So Mm -hmm. you still feel good for him. And like, he does like this whole like message out to like everybody else in the bunkers. And it's basically just like, we're going to higher ground. He's like, if I can survive this world, literally anybody can, you just have to know certain things. Mm-hmm. And then people are like packing up their stuff. They're like, yeah, fuck it. We're getting out of here. We're leaving. And it's like, <laughs> Cuts to like it a almost year later and then they're all dead. <laughs> yeah, I know. I thought about that. I'm like, it might be easier to travel as one person, but like when 12 of you leave your bunker, it's a good chance. It's, it's like Oregon trail style. Like half y'all getting dysentery, yeah. but in this world, dysentery <laughs> means you're eaten by a fucking frog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, uh, you know, I feel like, uh, cause you mentioned this movie was pushed forward. Do you think that this movie was pushed forward because of the pandemic? Because it being like people are in hiding and people are like locked up underground and they can't come out into public because of this thing that's going to kill them. But then he's just like, no, fuck it. It, Just go up to the mountains. It'll all be good. (laughs) 
I but it's like it because the end really of the, hope not because the end of the story is just like hey like we're humans we can persevere like we can this is our planet and like we can we can do anything like if we put our mind to it it's like I don't know like something about it and then like like I said like it's people in isolation it's people locked up at home basically it's like do you think there's like that correlation is kind of why they were like you know what this might be something that'd be like kind of good to have out right now I that would bum me out if the reason I got it pushed up was to basically just be like, let's see if we can get people to ignore science. (laughs) (laughs) Anything is possible these days. That would bum me out. This isn't really like a huge deal, but this movie's not like super long. Uh, With credits, it's like an hour and 48 minutes. I would have liked, even if it was just like five minutes, I would have just like five more minutes tacked on to the beginning of the movie with him in the bunker. I think if they had set up his bunker life just a little bit more, I think it would have done a lot because I felt like the beginning is pretty rushed. They do a really good job, which is one of my positives. I love the uh, intro to this movie and how they set up the world and it's like stylized. It sets the tone of the movie. That's all great. Then they get into the bunker and he's kind of just like, yeah, I'm here. Uh, Make the food. It's really dangerous. Someone just died. Fuck it. I don't care. I'm at that point in my life, but they don't really show, at least I didn't feel like, I guess there's a couple of things, but I feel like they really didn't emphasize why he's at that low of a point where he's just like, I would rather just go out and risk my life than be here type thing. And I think if they had did that, that also would have made the realization of how much he likes the people at the end of the movie much more. You know what I mean? Yeah. That was a weird thing about it is because, Because, yeah, obviously we're already in spoilers, but, like, he goes back to them to go go back for them because he, like, reads his map and, like, sees it's like, oh, man, like, they really are, like, my family. Like, I love these guys. But you didn't really see that in the beginning. Like, really all you saw was just kind of, like, like, they weren't mean to him, but they did kind of treat him like a bitch boy because he's a bitch boy. Yeah. But, like. He's got to make the minestrone. Exactly. And fix the radio, (laughs) and that's it. Yeah, that was definitely very loose, loosey goosey. Like I feel like they didn't um they didn't set that up enough. They didn't set up enough his reason for leaving his colony, but somehow they also didn't set up enough his reason for going back. You yeah. know? Yeah. I think five minutes or at the most ten minutes, but I think you could probably just do it in five right at the beginning of the movie. Would have tied that up perfect. But yeah, I mean, other than that, I had a fun time watching this movie. I think tonally it's more like family vibe than my personal taste would normally be. But really there's a lot of good stuff in this movie. I was pretty surprised. I like, you know, all the CGI. I was very surprised how good of a a character movie this is. And, uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. There's, we even say that there's a couple good laughs. Like it's, it's just a fun, it's a pleasing movie. And, uh, especially like we've had some movies just come out randomly like lately, like Borat and stuff like that. Like, I feel like this was definitely a cool surprise. Yeah. For me, this movie was really fun to watch, but there wasn't anything that like made me laugh, uh, particularly, but I think it speaks to like what you said. Like this movie is definitely a little bit more family oriented. It definitely, uh, is targeting a younger audience, but that being said, it doesn't mean that there's stuff that like somebody like our age wouldn't enjoy because like, I thought this was like a fine movie to watch. Like this would be a fun movie to watch at home with your family. 
Mm-hmm. Like, would I be like, yo, Colin, and like, we're going to get the boys together. We're going to drink beers and we're going to watch <laughs> Love and Monsters? Like, no. But <laughs> could you get, yo, call up, call up the squad. We're going to watch Love and Monsters, bruh. I got Mike's hard. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wait, you got Mike hard? What'd you do to him? <laughs> I showed him Love and Monsters. <laughs> and he was like, ooh. <laughs> Me like <laughs> was a nasty monster. <laughs> yeah, that's how that, that that's how that goes. That's that's exactly how it goes. But Colin, now, now lick between my toes. Now lick. Oh my god. That's, that's how, how you, you get bring my it back. That's how you bring it back, baby. Oh, and the callbacks. This is a professional podcast, people. Lick my toes. <laughs> <laughs> and give us a five-star review. But Colin, I want you not to not to lick between my toes, but mm-hmm. let me lick on some tomatoes. Oh, I'm actually impressed. <laughs> You're shook. You're shooketh. Yeah, I don't even know if I can do this. Tomato, tomato, tomato. The critics they are bringing love and monsters in at a ninety percent. Whoa. Yeah, a minus, baby. That's tomato? critics. What is that with like six critic reviews? <laughs> Yeah, three, and that's not saying like my feelings on it, but like a ninety from critics. You know, when we did this movie, I hadn't looked up the score, but I actually heard good things. Like, I think I messaged you, and I was like, "Hey, what do you think about this plan? We can do this movie." I've heard good things about it, and then yeah, I looked up the score, and I was like, "Holy shit, a minus!" But uh, it's got sixty three reviews by critics on it. Okay, so it's not a ton, but not nothing. Yeah. And the audience, this has actually gone up a point since I wrote down the score this afternoon, but uh, the audience score is at an 88%. Holy shit, dude. Yeah, so an A minus to a B plus. That's nuts. That's crazy. Fucking Tenet didn't score that high on either of those. No, it didn't. So in in the eyes of critics and audiences... This movie is substantially better than Tenet. In the eyes of audience and critics, this movie is easier to understand than Tenet. <laughs> yeah, that That's makes actually means. more sense. This movie doesn't make you feel like a moron. Yeah. Well, shit. That kind of bums me out because like, it's not this movie's fault that I don't like it as much as a movie like Tenet or, you know... Some other movies we've seen this year, I don't want to spoil like the duties or nothing, mm-hmm. but I don't know. All right. So this is the thing for me. I enjoyed watching it. It's not really targeting me as a demographic anyways. Mm-hmm. I did like Logan caught glimpses of this movie. He didn't really want to watch it with me, um, but he saw it at certain points and he seemed interested, but like I can see this movie being a really fun thing to watch like with the family, especially if you have like kids who are like a little bit older, like maybe like middle school age or like elementary school even. Cause like, there's nothing really too scary. That's like going to fuck up a kid in this. Uh, mm-hmm. I can see that having value. Uh, like I said, I thought that the lead kid was pretty good. He definitely uh, surprised me. There's a lot of surprises in this movie. There are like, there's the predictability. There is like, you can there's the very obvious green screen in a lot of the movie for like the background and stuff like that. There's nothing really necessarily bad about it, but I feel like 
there were some things that were kind of middling for me. So I'm I'm just gonna say tomato, and I'm gonna give it a B. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I think I think I can live with that. Like, is this a movie I feel necessary to ever rewatch? Not really, but not because of anything it necessarily did wrong. It's just like it's just not a movie I like I would really seek out. Yeah. But it's not bad. It's really not bad. Like this is well worth watching at home. It's funny because I, I felt like you like took a ton of time to explain. Like I feel like you, you you felt bad doing that, but I went B also. I went B, I'm going tomato. <laughs> and uh There you go. You know, my my reasons behind it, actually like my actual feeling on how like is this my taste in movie? Not really. And if I was going off of that, I probably would have given it like a B minus because I probably won't really watch this movie again. But yeah, like I think for a family, this is a really good movie. And I think a movie that does a good job of like blending genres because I think it's got a little bit of everything. I think it'll make you happy. And I love what they did with the monsters. I like the way they look. I think it's a very they're they're very stylized. I think the movie has a sense of style, which is something that it's kind of hard to say for a lot of movies lately. And um yeah. And yeah, I, you know, I, just, it was a fun time. It was a surprise. I enjoyed it. And, uh, yeah, I think, I think this is the best that, uh, Daniel Bryan's been. So, yeah. All right, cool. So I guess I shouldn't have explained it for so long to you. You get it exactly. <laughs> you know, it's not, not like these people have like a ton of, um, ton of pull in the movie, but the, one of the producers on this movie, he is the producer on, uh, he's actually the producer director on Free Guy, which we had mentioned earlier in the movie, but um, he was the producer on a, another movie that is on our bracket. He was the producer on Arrival. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Just a little fun fact. I dig it. I like facts, and I like fun. Everybody knows this about me. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. Everybody used to call me Shroomy in high school. Shroomy? Shroomy. Oh, Shroomy. Yeah, because I'm a fun, fun guy. guy. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Again, we're trying to hold down our position as the dumbest movie review podcast of all time. I want to I want to hear that back when we say you're a fun guy in unison. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's going to be it's going to be great. Everybody knows it. But yeah, you know what? I don't know what we're doing next week. I can't even tease it. I think you want me to tell you what we're doing next week because it's the only thing we can do next week. What is it? Is it the, is it the bracket already? No, no, can't be, can't be that much of a turnover. I mean, I guess it could be, but that'd be crazy. Yeah. No, I think maybe it'll be a movie. There's a movie that I was looking at. Not sure. Most likely we're doing a recommend next week. Oh, very cool. Love the recommend episodes. Yeah. All right, cool. Shit. Now I got to think about what fucking movies I'm going to recommend. <laughs> have to tell you right now my, my hbo max one's probably gonna be galaxy quest because that's how i fe- that's how i put it on my list i was searching through different like streaming services and being like i don't even know what movies are fucking on here anymore <laughs> we're not gonna we're not gonna do this i don't think unless you want to but no we can't do that it's possible <laughs> way, way above our pay grade <laughs> also not all the episodes <laughs> are out <laughs> i uh yeah exactly i want to talk mandalorian though one of these episodes Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, I actually, you know, that's probably what I'll do when we end this is I'll watch because I didn't watch the most recent episode that just came out. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. We should It's like maybe like I wouldn't really like it because it's movie reviews. I wouldn't like to do like a TV review, but like I was like, maybe we could do like 
uh, the episode on the whole season where I was like, oh yeah, they re- release them weekly, so no. Yeah. You can't binge yeah, Mandalorian. A little much. Or you could, we could wait until the whole season is done. That's basically what I did with the first season. Like, whatever it is. I think there's like six episodes or something. I waited until like four of them were out. And then by the time I watched the fourth one, the fifth and sixth one had come out. Mm-hmm. I never got a chance to just like sit down and binge all of them anyway. So like I would just like watch one episode and then go about doing something else. Probably recording the podcast and then editing the podcast. <laughs> I actually finished watching the movie today like... 15 minutes before we started recording. Maybe 20 oh, minutes wow. before we started recording. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yeah, I was pushing it. Pushing it. Was your boy's busy. But never too busy to show love for the Swampies. So I hope you Swampies are never too busy to fucking lick between our toes. <laughs> and the best way you can lick between our toes is by giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> the best. That's <laughs> the best. You could you could write us a review and enter to win free shit, free shirts or stickers or whatever the fuck we feel like sending you. That'll be cool. You can also follow us on social media at Two Dudes Movie Reviews. You can follow my personal page if you want to at Sky Two Dudes, and you can follow my page at Colin Two Dudes. That's right. Colin doesn't post anything. I don't know why you would want to follow him, but you absolutely can. And I'm sure if you messaged us about movies, we'd be happy to talk. But you could also do that on our regular Two Dudes page. But if you do that, that probably just means Colin's going to answer you. <laughs> I was I was going to say, that's probably the most I I use like Instagram for. Is like, I get my movie news. I get my like, you know, see what my friends are up to, blah, blah, blah. But like most of it is when I'm actually on it, it's because someone messaged me about like a movie. I'm just like messaging them back. Yeah. But we always love talking to people about movies. So you can choose any outlet you want. You can also do it on two dudes, movie If you want to get real crazy and you don't feel like entering to win free stuff, you can buy stuff from our website. And if you want to get even crazier, you can find us on onlyfans.com backslash two dudes, one movie. No, <laughs> <laughs> I should at least lock down that URL. Yeah. You know, just so no one else takes it and they try to like sell it to us in the future, just in case we actually do want to start an OnlyFans. <laughs> I, actually, you know what? Write us a five star review and in the review, write if you want us to start an OnlyFans. No, no. We don't have, it doesn't have to be sex stuff. Like it doesn't have to be like we can put up original content that is only for our fans. We should start a, a website called Only Swampies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we got to hit up Squarespace. Only Swampies, no one else. <laughs> like- yeah, Only Swampies. So, yeah, go to our Only Swampies uh, backslash two dudes, one movie. But that would be cool if we had an OnlyFans and, like, we do, like, short reviews, like, 15-minute, it's, like, a video, like, we just record, like, a Zoom between you and I where we do, like, a 15-minute review of a movie suggested by the subscribers to our OnlyFans, and then, like, at the end of the review, we show them our dicks. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't have to be sex stuff. I'm just saying we could because it's only, like... We have the option to, but we don't have to exercise that right of ours. You know what I mean? I'm going to give you a uh, a John. Ah, oh, jeez. Ah, <laughs> oh, jeez. It's graphic. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. Well, whatever. Let us know. Let us know what you want us to do. Let us um, let us show you our dicks, and then you guys can lick between our toes. And until then, we're getting shut down. <laughs> we're canceled, Swampies. <laughs> yeah, we canceled ourselves. <laughs> no, you canceled me, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I hate cancel culture. <laughs> Hey, dude, me too. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Get us out of here. Uh, suck it, Swampies. So, yeah, so something real dirty happened to my, uh, to my comforter. I, uh, Logan fell asleep on the couch, and sometimes when he's in his bed, he'll wake up and he'll come and climb into bed with me. So instead, I just skipped that step because I also fell asleep. Um, and it was like 2 o'clock in the morning when okay. I woke back up. So I carried him into my bed. Um, and what I did not know was that while he was asleep, he had his like fist clenched and was holding silly putty. <laughs> so okay. when I woke up, I had like this silly putty stain on my fucking <laughs> comforter. But it looks like a permanent wet stain. It's it's bone dry. It is bone dry, but it looks like a wet stain. But there's no way I'm going to be able to convince anybody that it's not something like yeah. gross. Yeah, yeah definitely. I'd be like, nah, girl, it's just silly putty. Silly putty. Daddy, silly putty. <laughs> You press it into a newspaper, and then, it, like, the print shows up in it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's my life now. I washed them twice, and I threw them through the dryer. It's still... I'm still getting, like, little beads of silly putty coming off of it. It's nasty. I hate it. I was, was so angry. <laughs> I felt... I felt bad because, like, he was sitting in the other room because he could, like, hear me, like, muttering under my breath, like, like, God damn it. Like, and I'm trying to get it out, and, like, he's, like, half crying in the other room, like, I said I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when I was a kid, I remember I had Silly Putty, and my mom was like, whatever you do, like, don't stick it in your hair. And then obviously, because she said that, I did stick it in my hair, and then she had to take me to like the hair cutter, and they literally had to cut it out of my hair. Yeah. <laughs> See, he had already gotten it in his the sleeve of his shirt earlier in the day, and I told him, I'm like, do not put this on anything soft. You play with it on the table, or you put it back in the cup, and that's it. But uh, sure enough, <laughs> he fell asleep with it in his clutches, and I did not know that. <laughs> I found out the hard way. I was like, dude... Like, that's like the third dirtiest thing that happened in that bed this week. <laughs> what, what, were Anyways, the first, let's, what were the first two? Things I can't say on microphone. Oh, okay. <laughs> I jacked off. <laughs> jerking. <laughs> butt naked. Yeah. Butt naked. Spread eagle on top of my uh, a perfectly made bed. Like not even under the covers. Just my I made my bed, then I got naked. I starfished in the middle of it and just started stroking down. <laughs> just shooting loads at the ceiling. <laughs> like a <in> scary movie. <laughs> oh god. <clears throat> So is that good, going at the end of the episode? I was just going to say, good stuff. 